Hello and welcome to another episode of Old Bollocks with myself, Howard H. Smith, and the wonderful Old Head. Wonderful. I, that might be the only time I've ever heard anybody call me wonderful, but I'll take it. Well, I, well, I, I it's not a word that gets used too often in the States, from what I can imagine. I mean, I, 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 I do get American friends saying things like when I say things like wonderful or brilliant and things like and and, and they're like, oh, what a quaint little word. And I'm like, it's just a fucking word. <laughs> it's just because nothing's wonderful over here. So we don't even we have no reason to use <laughs> that word ever. It rarely is here. But, you know, there you go. So, yeah, welcome. Episode um, uh, 11, is it? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Wow. I'm almost almost professional. Um, so welcome. Welcome one. Welcome all. We have actually been chatting for about 20 minutes before we started this. We, said we should probably switch this on because the amount of rubbish that we were talking was probably <laughs> worth it's probably worth recording some of it so um, yeah. bore you, bore, boring each other with our conversation why do that when you can bore subscribers as well that's um i mean it's more it's more bang for their buck in, in on your side of things you know they get they get bored more times than they would expect to be exactly <laughs> exactly well i i look um and also listeners viewers um be- behind the pay the Patreon paywall of um, Patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith is the um, uh, the companion radio show that goes with Old Bollocks. So each episode, uh, I I do a, a radio show for, the, for subscribers uh, to Patreon, um, and that goes out once a month. And when we when we do a show. Um, I try and make, I, I try and include tracks from all of the stuff that we've listened to so people get, you know, it's a companion. I mean, you know what the word companion means, right? Yep. So, so if you want to do that, sign up at um, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. And it's, and and it's also, not just that. There's a lot of other things on, on, yeah. on the, 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 what do you call it? Patreon. Kind of my brain, yeah, very- that word was just like really far away. I had to reach for it and I, I finally got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, there's all sorts on there. There's like album breakdowns live. There's a live podcast. You can join it. You can join that. You can insult me over Zoom once a month. Um, so, so yeah, you know, sign up or don't. I, I realize money's, you know, money's tight. Things are hard. You've got a bit of spare cash. Sign up at Patreon. If you haven't, don't. And if you're already a Patreon and things are tight, um, find something else to cut out your bills. Don't, don't do <laughs> Patreon. Um, and, and now so. here's, here's where I do my ad for this wallet. This new wallet that I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have anything to promote. <laughs> oh, what is that? Left I, out there. Why did that make me want to do that thing that you guys did a few times, which is that right about now is the time will I have a pot noodle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, because it's a it's an interlude, isn't it? It's um, and, and right now I'd also like to do a plug for the wonderful Old Head YouTube channel. For those of you who haven't already taken a visit to Old Head Land on YouTube, then please do. There you will find he, Old Head, Stephen Ivy right there, and some other bloke from England that sounds like he's from Bristol slash L.A. Um, and uh, they do lots of brilliant podcasts, lots of brilliant reviews and lists. And uh, and it's really good. And they and, and there's a you've got a really good uh, vibe um, between the two of you. Um, I mean, we've been doing it for a couple of years now, so I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, it's such a good vibe between the two of you that um, that I stopped listening because I became jealous. Oh, um, you know, it's just 
yeah, I, I, I don't need that. I don't need that I, shit flaunting I, in front of my face. I think we have a pretty damn good vibe as well. So let's let's not let's not overlook that. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, dude, but I'm all about exclusive and you just hoe around. So don't make out you don't. <laughs> hey, right. you know what? Don't shame me. Don't slut shame me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a um, pod shame you. Let's uh, let's uh, maybe we should just get into it because we do rev- we do reviews. By the way, if, <laughs> if you're wondering, there's a an album review component to this show. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just gibberish shit. <laughs> um, it's good. It, it could just be an hour's worth of promotion, and then we go. All right, later. See you later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'd be up for that, but uh, um, I assure um, viewers that's that's not what this is about. This is about giving you our opinions on some of the latest releases that, frankly, you may have missed. And in some yeah. cases, you there's no way you've missed it. And in some cases, boy, you wish you had missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we we do it all here. And this one, and this is like, I mean, I sent you. All of the ones I'm going to talk about, if you've listened to what I sent you, you've now heard them all. I have. And um, and I, I don't know if you have other ones that you're going to talk about or not, but we at least have four that we're going to discuss I, I, today. Yeah, I, I do, uh, one and one I mentioned on the last episode, which uh, actually, do you know what? Without, fuck it, defy convention. We have no rules on this show. Hell no. Uh, I'm I'm going to leap in with an album that I mentioned on the last episode just to kind of like sure. tie that up. Um, and that is um, Slipknot, uh, The End So Far. Did I, you, um, we have not, you did not mention it last time because we have, it came out in between our episodes. Jesus, really? Yep. Did I not mention it? Oh, well, I was, uh, well, okay. It looked, it turns out I'm going first. <laughs> That's all right. I've and I've actually heard this album because uh, in a, in about a little over a week, the new Cranked and Ranked is going to be Slipknot. We we rank the Slipknot albums. But how can you do that? You don't like them. Did you have to go out and get all the albums? No, and then I listen just to them frantically. It's app. It's Apple Music, and I went through yeah. their discography and I gave yeah. them a really good shot. I, I'll get it. I'm not going to give anything away. Because right, maybe okay. I've all of a sudden become a big Slipknot fan, and you don't know that. <laughs> Everyone's going to have to tune into Cranked and yeah. Ranked, but I will happily right, okay. talk about this album because I have heard it a couple times now. Right. Okay. Well, that's cool. Okay. Well, uh, and again, listener, viewer, no, we had no fucking idea either of us was doing slip. So we're here now. This is how this works. What yeah. you just listened to is how it fucking happened. Okay. It's don't, that don't it's that, that magical. There's there's yeah, yeah. There, there's a magic between the two of us that neither, nobody else could really like conjure up the way that we do. So you know, yeah. the amount of planning that would have to go into <laughs> making this look as unprofessional as it is, uh, <laughs> no, it's it, it's not that. It's not that thing. So, uh, Slipknot, the end yeah. so far. Um, okay, well, it starts with one of the worst Slipknot songs ever. Okay, is, um, let me uh, stop you there. Yeah, because it starts with one of my favorite Slipknot yeah. songs I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Well, what was what we're going to probably by the sounds of it, I think we're going to. I think we are going. To, this is going to be a um, uh, a passing the torch kind of review, and I think this is where somebody who's been into Slipknot since the early days is going to be passing the torch to somebody who's who's uh, maybe just found something about Slipknot that they like. Because ultimately, uh, it so it starts with the word, despite, you know, it, well, everybody watching and listening. Old it, head, 
doesn't like Slipknot or didn't like Slipknot up until this album, we don't know yet. We're going to find out. <laughs> but if he says that the opening track is the best Slipknot song he's ever heard, one of you them, like Slipknot. Yes. If you like Slipknot, you're probably going to be disagreeing with him and you're probably going to be disagreeing with that song anyway. Because it's, it's essentially a pop song. It's not like a, yeah. or it's like, it's, yeah. there's nothing metal about it at all. No, no, absolutely. And this, and this, and this is kind of where this album lives. It starts with, oh, daring. Oh, we're putting the song on first. It's not heavy at all. It's acoustic. You know why? Because we're fucking mental. We're Slipknot. We wear masks. Come on. We do what the fuck we like. And what they do is they start with the shit first. They serve up various turds towards the beginning of this album. If you listen to this album backwards, it's a very strong album that unfortunately tails off at the end. <laughs> if you listen to it in the right order, it's a heap of shit that gets better. Um, but I've actually got to the point now, I, I, and, I and everything I've, said about this album which isn't a great deal let's be honest because that's kind of how i feel about it i feel like i'm done with slipknot i feel like i'm still it, listening but it's out of habit it's out of, <laughs> and even when it works even when it's good and even when it's rocky and core you know Corey saying motherfucker and doing his triplet rhyming couplets and all that bullshit. I'm rhyming going, motherfucker with cocksucker, like, you know, the, yeah. the, the beautiful uh, uh, lyricist that he is. Uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 to be fair, that's a bit cherry picking. You can do that to any lyricist. Um, but I take your point because it is kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Um, but there again, that's the deep love for Snipknot that I have. Like I'm slagging them off. You join in. I want to defend them. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, and yeah, I am slacking him up. I, I just thought it was funny that, that what you just said about Slipknot is exactly what I said on the last episode about Megadeth. Megadeth. I said, I think yeah. I'm done. I, I, you know, <laughs> as I was saying it, I was thinking, where did I hear this last? <laughs> and yeah, you're right. It's like to, to, tune into Old Bollocks, where we're constantly um, ending our relationships with, with major bands every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And stealing each other's lines. Um so, uh, so yeah, I, 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 and ultimately, it just got to the point where I was just like, "Do you know what? This is like," and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, this is, you know, it's not, it's just not, no, it's not for me. It's not working anymore. It's just not working, working anymore." And literally, I feel like it's not working anymore because it's almost the polar opposite of what Corey Taylor said recently, which was about, you know change not being held in by expectations of fans and you know and doing things really different and he did say you know well you know granted not you know not massively and i just think nah i'm sorry you that you know you've done some bits and pieces here and there but can we be serious for a minute you play fucking arenas okay yeah you know the lead singles are predictable as fuck there is a slipknot um stencil that you use to write a song with and occasionally they go outside of that and it's like they want a big pat on the back for doing it. And the yeah. other thing about this album, um, I've by the way, I've actually since um I've since purchased something. That's how great that album is. You see right through it. Oh, there it's we go. I... It, it, I, I bought the new I bought the new Machine Head album, right? Now, despite the fact that one of the things that annoys the fuck out of it uh, 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 on me 
about that album is the overlong intros and yeah. um, and bits and pieces like that. And what I found with what I found with the Slipknot album as well is um, I, I, there's too many songs on it for me where it sounds like someone in the studio has gone. Uh, is everybody on this song? And like either either Sid or Clown has gone. Mm, uh, I'm not. And they go. Oh right, okay. Go and do. Go and like go and go and just fuck about for a minute and a half. Right, okay. We'll th- we'll put that on the beginning of the song then. Bingo. We had a four yeah. minute song. Now we've got a five and a half minute song because these two fuckwits are going to make a fucking pointless noise for about a minute, and then we're going to start the song. And it's fucking pointless. It's absolutely fucking pointless there's no need for it whatsoever it doesn't build an atmosphere it <laughs> for a fucking minute fuck off i just no point no point what's other than sid gets to feel like he's still relevant you know or sean smacking some fucking bin liner with his bags and his and his baseball bat and being let loose on being able to make videos which he clearly can't and yeah it's 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 i think it's time for me to just step back and go whoa I'm, yeah i i think i'm i think i'm done i i think that if i w- was a long time slipknot fan where i because i honestly i bought their first album when it came out and i really liked it and then I fell off very quickly after that and have been randomly listening to songs here and there. Can, and, I, can um, I be um can I can I be an annoying pedant and say when you say their first album, do you mean their first album or do you mean their first major release? I mean their their first as Slipknot with Corey Taylor. Like the first right. what what they consider their first album. It was yeah, the first yeah, one not, I, I knew about because the other one was an indie release. It's like kill, feed, repeat, or something like that, isn't it? Or yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um, and the, but one of the, one of my biggest gripes, the, so I don't, this is not an album I'm going to go listen to, you know, after, after I'm done with all with this and done with ranking Slipknot and my Slipknot adventure, this is probably not an album that I'm going to go back to and listen to again. But that being said, there were actual qualities of the album that were surprising. And the first thing mm-hmm. is. Over the last two albums, I've always been that person that says, I don't know why Corey Taylor is in that band, because he's not a good lyricist. He's not a good singer. His yelling voice is is pretty cool. It's pretty big and powerful. But now something has happened where he's come around. And when he sings, now I'm like, all right, I think he's I think now he's when he sings, it doesn't sound so awkward and nasally and weird. So, right. So so it's so how many albums? How many albums and how many years into their career? It, it, it has took Corey waited, seven albums. <laughs> has Corey waited to get the the stamp of approval? He doesn't need he doesn't need me. Everybody <laughs> loves him, but except for I'm that I think I'm the yeah, only person that doesn't like Corey Taylor. Um, Absolutely, you are on but, this podcast. But um, I so that part I was happy with that because when he did break into the singing parts, it didn't make me go, Oh, why? So it was, it was fine. But, um, but I really enjoyed that first song, not because I don't give two shits about whether or not it was Slipknot. I just heard the song and I'm like, this is really good. I just really like this song. And then the next song started and I went, Oh, there's the Slipknot template you're referring to where I'm just like, Oh, now, now this, because it literally has that they do this, the same kind of thing on every single album 
there's at least one song that sounds one particular way and another one that sounds another. It's like they do have a tick box. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because if I, there, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, because you've been into them for a long time, you're in the camp of they're repeating themselves and you're kind of done with it. Whereas I think if you were just a, a like a rabid Slipknot fan, th- there's a quality to this album that's undeniable that if you're a huge fan and you just want more Slipknot, I think this is perfectly fine. And I can understand yeah. them, those fans yeah. being bummed out by the first song, but I just... But honestly, there were parts of the album that I thought were catchy. Um, but this this goes into all their albums. Every single album I've ever heard by Slipknot now, which is all of them, um, they, there's moments on every album where I go, oh, that's a cool part. If only the rest of the song was as cool as that part. And this album is really no different. But I do, I, I think the reason why I actually enjoyed it and appreciated it was the fact that the one thing that was kind of keeping me away from Slipknot, I don't know if I've gotten used to his singing or he actually has gotten better. I'm sure he's gotten better. I mean, dude has been singing for however many years you get better. That's just how it works. You practice. But um, overall, I just thought it was a good album as a Slipknot album. Now, Now, but I do understand that if I had been listening to their albums and then there's just another one. And the only real standout thing from it is this song where they just said, oh, fuck it, we're going to do something that doesn't sound like Slipknot at all. I might be a little bit bummed out by it. But yeah, for, I mean, for, for, a non, for a non-fan, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. So, Okay, well, I mean, uh, to be honest, there's a, there's, there's a whole lot to unpack there. <laughs> Um, I, I, one thing, one thing needs to get out of the way, right? You know, right out the gate is that when I got Slipknot's first album and, you know, was blown away by it, I was already 30 years old. Yeah. So my attachment to Slipknot is not the undying love that I have for, say, a Slayer or, a, you know, or a Metallica or someone else that I can't think of. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think I was a, I was yeah, a descendant. I was, say I was you know. twenty. I was twenty one when that album came out. So I was I was yeah. already drink, drinking beer over here. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, uh, yeah, so I was drinking beer, buying guns, and shooting girls. Yeah. Um, that's the so, American uh, way, right there. That, that's it, right? <laughs> um, so basically, it, you know, I'm I'm kind of like it, they're not one of those bands that are woven into my DNA. So, yeah. so if you're listening to this and you're younger than me, which fuck me, I hope you are, um, and um, and and that I'm I'm explaining to people out there who are totally in love with Slipknot and love this album, I'm explaining why maybe I'm getting off the train at the next station at mm-hmm. this station. You know, is it's the it's the it didn't hit me in those years where fuck it's like it gets into your DNA. You have yeah. no choice. You are going to be buying albums by this band until you die because that's when they hit you in. And, yeah. it, and it's got to be early. It's got to be early. Now that is not, and that's not an opinion thing. That's a science thing. You know, your, your, your brain is still forming. And that's why mo- mostly most of us, the music that we get into in our sort of, you know, teens, late teens is music that we adopt for the rest of our lives because mm-hmm. it, it, it nourishes a part of our, our, uh, neutrons, maybe I don't know. Possibly uh, our brain waves, um, our thoughts, but it, whatever it's all, it, it's is, all sounds great. This is this is a lot like a science podcast. Um, 
so so you know i'm i'm basically i'm doing a shit job of saying that like it's a it's a physical thing it's not yeah it's just i'm i'm done and that's why it's yeah it's just not it's just not working for me and they're not a band that have been around all my life and i'm not growing up with them i'm i'm the withered professional looking but you know looking back at them going yeah must try harder could do better you know um do you think but, do, do you have an idea like what could they do that would bring you back on board i mean what i mean could would it have to be an album where they completely alter their sound and try completely new song structures that nobody's expecting like what what could it be no do you know what what's really sad what's really sad is if they just tried to and you know if they just tried to recover they just tried to basically record the first album again because i think it's one of the most <laughs> i think it's one of the most fucking amazing records i've ever heard and I, when I, I heard it i mean i literally it was it was old school here uh-huh. hmv records listening post and they they were on the cover of kerrang and everybody was going on about them and i'd, I'd like seen them here and there and just thought what a bunch of dicks yeah um and then and it was on a listening post and i was like oh for fuck's sake all right whatever I'll give it a listen. Um, and the intro's there. You know, and I was like, all right, whatever, you know, skip that. Dun, 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 And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, I wasn't expecting this. But it, I, I didn't even listen to the whole song. I got about three quarters of the way through it, took my headphones off, bought the CD, sacked the shopping off completely shacked sacked off the reason for going into town in the first place yeah. got in my car drove straight drove straight home put the album on twice back to back and just walked around the house grinning like a fucking idiot for yeah. you know about two hours and it absolutely just blew me the fuck away um the trouble is like any drug you keep wanting you know you've got to up the dose to get yeah. the same high and i think that's where i am and yeah. I think that I think the dose is now so watered down. We're so far away from that initial, you know, <laughs> that initial rock of 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 rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's now so diluted. We're now so far down the chain that, you know, I mean, the first time I saw Slipknot's first gig in the UK, when they were still fighting with each other, when they were setting fire to each other, when they were pissing in bottles and throwing at each other, when they were properly dangerous, properly dangerous band yeah um well you know are they a dangerous band or are they a band who's got you know fucking wob you know bobbleheads of them all that you can buy you know and nah nah also fun fact was in a record shop when i bought the um said machine head cd the machine head cd brand new 7.99 oh bargain lamb mm-hmm. of god new album which I'll get on to seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Slipknot new album on CD seven ninety nine. Wow, this is really cool. How much is the Slipknot album on vinyl? Forty one ninety nine. Yep, forty two pounds for the vinyl, and the CD is eight. Yeah, yeah. you can buy six CDs for the price of the vinyl. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. But I mean, to to be fair, if I was a fan, I would pay the forty dollars for the vinyl, just because that's that's the kind of fan I am. 
Which, which I guess I could segue into the first one I'm going to talk about because I do have I've remembered my records today. I've only got <laughs> I've only got two of the ones I'm talking about on vinyl. But all oh, right, um, well I hope it's I, I hope you haven't got one of the ones that you sent me. <laughs> well, I haven't got one of the ones, but I've got if there's, oh, man, right. there's one particular album, and I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll do this one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to yeah. do uh, Dead Cross. Yay! Dead Cross Two. Yes. Um, which is uh, the second Dead Cross album, obviously, because it's titled two. Uh, you know, how clever. Um, which is, if you don't know, super group, kind of a super group because it's got Mike Patton. Um, yeah. It's got uh, Dave Lombardo on drums. It's got yeah. Justin Pearson, which some people, you say Justin Pearson, they go, ooh, because, you know, back in the day, he was in a group called Swing Kids, which was like a, a hardcore technical hardcore band that were really good. And then he was in the locust and he's a dude that's been around. Um, And then, and then there's a bass player that I don't know who the fuck he is, but, uh, but they, but they do. It's not Cliff Burton. He ain't getting a fucking mention. (laughs) He's, he was in the band retox. That's all I know about him. I don't know. He's not, he hasn't, he doesn't have a long list of credits, but, um, so I was a really big fan of the first Dead Cross album. Um, I thought it was great. Really energetic, short, fun, punchy. Um, I, I'm a Mike Patton fan, but I'm not a Mike Patton super fan. He occasionally yeah. puts out things where I go, eh, it's not really my thing. But I'm I'm big enough to where if his name's on it, I'm definitely going to go listen to it. Yeah. So I was looking forward to the Dead Cross 2 album. And I got it. And I've listened to it a few times. And... um. I like the fact that it's different. And, and when I say different, it's not like a completely different band, but they definitely no, but it's they definitely have expanded the songs yeah. a little more. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it's I think it's shifted big, but yeah. On. And then the and um it appears that they're let there's other vocalists on this one as well. Cause I, I only remembered yeah. hearing Mike Patton on the first one, but you clearly hear, I think it's probably Justin doing other vocals on this too. But yeah. it's still got the chaotic qualities, the punky qualities, the thrashy qualities, if you want to call it that. Um, I really think my right now, the way that it feels to me, I don't like it as much as the first one, but I think it's because there's more to unpack. And so I think it's going to take more listens and then maybe I'll end up liking it more. That being said, though, I have the same gripe about this album that I had about the last one. I don't think the production is good enough for the music. Um, right. The production yeah. should be beefier and heavier. There's occasionally parts where it sounds like Dave Lombardo was playing on a really tiny drum kit, kind of off to the corner. And I'm just like, well, why would they do that to his sound? Why would they make it sound so little? He's fucking right. Dave Lombardo. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, let's let's I I let's segue straight into production. Sure. Um, I th- I think the production works and i think it works for the music and i work i think it works for what dead cross is okay i think every and i think every musician leaves their ego and their sound at the door and then you come in to the dead cross room and this is what what we do with this band yeah. so dave you don't get your big fucking studio drums mike you don't get this beautiful rich right at the front of your face deep vocal sound yeah. bass player wherever you are fuck off so, <laughs> um, um but um yeah you know it's kind of it, uh, so so basically for me it feels like a bit of a garage band for dave sure. lombardo and for mike Patton. hence i think that's how they want it to sound because 
they have the money and they have the capability to make that record sound any way they want. So the reason it sounds the way it does is that's the way they want it to sound. I so I I, I agree, have... but sometimes I get the the feeling that they're afraid to be metal. And so oh, the production, yeah, the, the, yeah. the production is them going like, ah, we can't turn these up that loud or turn the distortion up to past this point. Cause then people are going to think we're metal and that's not cool. And I don't know if that's true, but I just yeah. get that. I get that impression. And so, um, and so as a, as a metal fan, that's why I would like, I don't need the production to be like fa- really fancy and blown out and, 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 and ridiculous. I just feel like, there's a there's some kind of punchiness that isn't there on some of the songs that I wish was there. Well, well, to to drag in another project that Patton and Lombardo both play on, uh-huh. the Mister Bungle thing proves that that they're maybe not afraid of metal, and that that yeah that, yeah that that's that's not the case. It's just that Dead Cross is this thing, yeah, and Dead Cross is always supposed to be more punky. And and I, and and yeah. I just think that it's like I think they're like maybe there's a little bit of that not wanting uh, you know straying too much towards metal, not like oh we don't want to sound metal but more kind of like no like we want to keep its punk roots its punk ethos yeah. that's where it comes from so we want this kind of and I know what you mean it's it's that kind of not light not even lightweight production but it's a production that you know could could have more balls it's like it's like it's been de-balled on purpose <laughs> like it's yeah. been spayed as we'd say over here like you know you know it it, it and, and so yeah i i get what you mean yeah so that's the production my feeling with the album is i thought the first album sucked oh all right i didn't think it ha- i was so disappointed two of my favorite artists and they got together and I did not like it. Yeah. Um. I, I to the extent of, yeah, I couldn't tell you a song title on it. Now that it was, I was like, no. Nope. Okay. This when I saw it arrive in my inbox, I thought, well, now this would be interesting. I wonder, you know, if it's more of the same, you know, uh, this is going to be a very short listen. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. It actually took, took me by surprise. For me, this is this is not that I remember the last album, but this feels a lot more punky it feels a lot more maybe quirky is the yeah. word i'm looking for yeah so you know nightclub canary nightclub canary it's just yeah. like yeah that's yeah, like my favorite song on the album i think yeah, just totally. of that. oh yeah. absolutely i listened to it this morning and i've been walking around the house all day going nightclub <laughs> canary um, yeah and um I, so so yeah there's 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 a lot to like about it and i yeah. i haven't listened to it enough to um or i haven't had a chance to live to listen to it enough but unlike a lot of stuff recently like where for instance slipknot that i've listened to and thought oh there's some really good stuff on that but at no point have i gone mm, i must go back and listen to it yeah. whereas with dead cross i've been like hmm this needs more listens because there is like I'm, i like it yeah but there's there's more to like here than i'm than i'm getting first time around so yeah so it's um it's a it's a thumbs up from me but for yeah maybe slightly different reasons same, yeah, same, same for me. And I, I have to say that as much as I do think that it'll take more listens, that's exactly what I want from a band when they do Absolutely. another album. Yeah, I would like, yeah. I would like it to be one where I go, oh, there are things I like, but there are other things I feel like I need to go back 
um, you know, and listen to more, which honestly yeah. is the same exact thing I can say for the other two albums. Well, two of the other albums I'm going to talk about. Um, yeah. I mean, but, the, uh, that that's I know exactly what you mean because ultimately I always use I always use go back I go back to my my the, the, this is a perfect example of it happened to me I got two albums at the exact same time Flotsam and Jetsam when the storm comes down mm-hmm. Sacred Right the American Way yeah uh, the American Way I couldn't stop playing because it sounded fucking great and it was really cool and Flotsam and Jetsam storm comes down had that snare drum thanks alex perialis what were you fucking thinking you deaf bastard um and we've talked and about this was... before and it doesn't really bother me but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you're, you're wrong uh yeah, you, <laughs> you will voluntarily listen you will voluntarily listen to saint anger so oh i voluntarily know. love saint anger so yes I, i'm uh yeah yeah okay so those two albums like american way so easy to get into Flotsam and Jetsam, yeah. so difficult. Within three to four weeks, I'm not even playing American Way anymore because I've discovered its lack of depth. And basically three weeks and it's done. It's not worthy of any more listens now because there's not enough meat on the bone. However, when the storm comes down, I'm still discovering bits of that a month, yeah. six weeks later. And, and then six months down the line, I'm still playing it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the one, that's the album. That's the one where you're going, wow, this, I've had like, this came out six months ago and I'm still playing the fuck out of it because yeah. it seems to give me something new every time it keeps giving. Um, yeah. And that, and, and that's, I think yeah. that's why I get so picky about so many bands because there's, there are a lot of bands that have done that very thing where they've put out an album where I know that it's good, but it takes me a little time. Yeah. And I wish that, more bands would try to do that these days. And lo and behold, Dead Cross did that. So, you know, yeah, good, good on yeah. them, as they say. Well, yeah, but unfortunately, it's the exact opposite of how people consume music, which is you've got 20 seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, you used to get a song. Now you get about 20 seconds. So, you know, good luck to anybody in a band. Well, Shit, that's me. Where do you want to go next? Then, oh, well, all right, okay. Where we what go? You, what, do you? How many? How many do you have that I'm not talking about? One. Okay. Well, let me let me just move in to another one real quick, just to get the other one. Going to do the the other vinyl I have, which this is one. If this is the one, because I because I'm getting I'm getting the idea that there's one that I sent you that you don't like, and if this is the one that you don't like. I, we, we, have, we have to have a discussion okay. because this is absolutely in my top five albums of the year. I know what it is. I know what you're going to hold up. Uh, you may not. Um, the debut yeah, album no, from Hammered Holes. Yeah. Uh, and this is, is a fantastic album. It's same thing. The more I listen to it, the more I'm like, there's so much good shit here. Hammered Holes, kind of, not really, not not a super group in the way that Dead Cross is, but they're notable people in Hammered Holes. You've got um, Alec Mackay, who's Ian Mackay's younger brother, who's also in a whole bunch of bands in the 80s. He was in, what was it, uh, 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 the, the Faith? 
I think the faith was the band he was in. And then I think he was in a band called ignite or something like that. Um, anyway, um, he's been around and, uh, then you've got Mark Cisneros, who's an incredible guitar player, Mary Timoney is bass player. She's been in a whole lot of shit too. And, um, and once again, a, uh, a drummer who I don't really know, but he's very good and they make, so let, let's set the stage. If you know what I'm saying, then you, I'm talking to the people out there. Um, it's produced by Ian Mackay, engineered by by Don Zientra, recorded at Inner Ear Studios on Discord Records. Those words I all just said—that's how the album sounds. And yeah. you know, and it, if somebody came to me and said, "Here's the people that are be in this band. Here's who's recording it. Here's where it's coming out," I would have a really high bar set. Like, "Oh, this better sound like this." This album is beyond that for me. It because. It is that it's the the post punk kind of post hardcore whatever you want to call it kind of thing, and there's some punky elements in it. There's some sort of more indie, for lack of a better term, elements to it. Shout, shouty vocals, spoken vocals, kind of thing. It just has an urgency, the kind of urgency that bands like Fugazi and bands like that we're doing for a long time and not very many people do it now. And if they do it now, they don't really get it right. And over here in America, at least the current climate of our world, politically and socially, an album like this feels so good. It's just, this is the kind of music I want you know, like, yeah. yes, I love I love metal. I love all this other shit. But there's something about this sweet spot of this, you know, Washington, D.C., post-punk, you know. It's the, it's the kind of music that you wanted from the kind of people that you wanted talking about the kinds of things you want those people to talk about. Maybe, but I also need the music to back that up in a way that sounds oh, urgent yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and important. And just the way that this is recorded, like, like there, there are two, like the, there's a song called rights and reproduction, which is fucking amazing. And I think that's the first one they released from this album, but there's a song on here called abstract city. That is probably my favorite song of the year. It's got such an amazing groove to it, and it's got it's it's one of those rare exceptions where the guitar part is memorable and amazing. The fucking bass line is memorable and amazing. I, the well, groove of it is fucking amazing. So anyway, I really like this album. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> well, that is Abstract City playing in the background there. Yeah, um, I mate, I'm I'm absolutely i'm chuffed to bits for you i'm <laughs> and um and uh i can i i, I hear everything you're saying mm -hmm. unfortunately when i hear this music what i hear is the worst part of 80s british indie um, I hear the most piss weak guitar sound that I've heard in a long time. I mean, we're going back thirty years now. Well, for what they're trying um, to do, or, I, it's it, very appropriate. It, so that's that that that's wonderful. <laughs> okay, that, that's that's wonderful, and I'm pleased for them. However, for me, um, the roots of where they're coming from are not roots that I share. Okay, um, yeah. Fugazi was never a thing for me. Um, oh. 
Like, they're they're like, a big thing for me. Yeah, yeah, like indie punk, indie post punk. Like, take the fuck your indie out of my punk. That's my problem. So well, where they're coming it, from? Yeah, they they come they come from a city that I hate. Everybody that lives in it. Yeah? <laughs> and but I, so so the chances of these four individuals coming out and being people that I'd like very very slim. The musical, the musical influences and the musical references here are all stuff that at one time or another I have gone, nah, doesn't really work for me. Nah, yeah. Not really interested. Nah, not really my vibe. And apart from one song sounding like the Sperm Birds on this album, it pretty much went poof. Okay. I it, To me, it was, yeah, just like... And that's, and that, I, you made a good yeah. point because I think I know where the line is drawn between you and I. <laughs> because the 80s punk music, for the most part to me, is dreadful. Yeah. Like, there's very few just punk bands that I hear and go, oh, that's really good. It's usually just not very well thought out and yeah, just yeah. like, let's, 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 let's throw together a couple chords and yell some stuff, and then that's the end of the song. And I think yeah. that's why I went towards the post-punk and post-hardcore scenes, because they took music that i thought just w wasn't quite good enough and they just pushed it forward and so that and so but that, yeah. but it's the same thing we're like you know i know you're a big dead kennedys fan and i like the dead kennedys as well but there's a certain point in their music where i go they could have done so much better with this stuff because i think vocally jello biafra is amazing and sometimes the music is very just like and i'm like well can't you give them something better to do shit over and so that's my problem with like quote unquote yeah Huh. So you bring up in a band like this, who's has this record that just sounds like it just could have come out in 1989. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if that and if that's something that you're wanting, this album's amazing. If that's not what you're wanting, yeah, I can absolutely. Yeah. Which is it's interesting because I that Fugazi is a band that I absolutely know that I say the name and I'm expecting one of two reactions. It's either like fuck yeah or. I, I don't get it. It's not really my thing. And I'm yeah. just like, and, and I absolutely get it. And I think that's probably why I hold on to some of those bands so tightly because but they mean a lot to me, but it's, it's like, it's like fucking St. Anger. I love that album and I love it more because people <laughs> are like, Oh, it's, this is awful. Or why is this any good? Or why do people listen to this? And I'm all like, well, I yeah. mean, some of us, enjoy it i don't know but but yeah, well, I, I get where you're coming from but no no absolutely and and, and again i like you know as you were talking about the album i was thinking god damn i wish i liked this because yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you're making some really good points you know it's like you know and, and reproductive rights but i'm like yeah woo, right behind it uh um, i just man there's like but there's but again there's, there's again yeah it, right for me for me their message is too gracefully communicated i oh. i like it like like if you give me right you've got these people from these bands on this label at this time i want them to punch me in the fucking face gotcha. and then while i'm on the floor kick the shit out of me this lot are gonna take me for tea and have a chat yeah that's not what i'm after so if you're so real, so really, in the grand scheme of things, things that are related to this, you would be you would be more into Minor Threat than anything else. Um, again, Minor Threat is somebody who's passed me by. You know, oh. it's, I, 
I know, I know. It's 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 that is exactly what you're talking about. It's a lot more yeah. direct and in your face and yes, but music is not linear. I have this argument with a particular member of the band all the time who says, Do you like so and so? And I say no. And he always looks like amazed. And I go, why? Yeah. He goes, well, because you like so-and-so and you like so-and-so. So I presumed that, well, if music worked like that, there'd be one band, one album, yeah. one song. It doesn't. We all have our bizarre. I mean, the amount of times you must recommend music to a friend. You're like, oh, fucking hell. You're gonna go. And they're like, don't get it. And you're like, Ooh. oh, shit. Yeah. But this this is all the hallmarks of everything you like. And you're yeah. still wrong. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. I, of it. I think I annoy people online because they constantly do that. They'll be like, listen to this thrash album. This thrash album has everything you love. And I go, I don't want any of these things anymore. I've already had them. Well, I think <laughs> I, th- I think we legendarily pissed somebody off on this podcast for putting in loads of effort that we were completely unaware of um of of stuff that we should like (laughs) yeah that that we either didn't pick or didn't like which again like i said that way lies madness trying trying to be like oh yeah this person will like this music yeah that's that doesn't happen that really doesn't it's otherwise it's like as human beings your music and your loves they're as close to that's like being able to say oh i can match that person with a with the perfect partner no problem it's like, oh yeah, no, you can't. Yep. Not not stop a few people trying, but <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. But I, I I think I think we've I think we've we've nailed that one. But yeah, for have we have we done like two albums in about forty five minutes? We've done so we've far. done three. We've done three. Oh yeah, we have shit. Yeah, um, sorry. And I, and, I, we, and uh, we, I've only got yeah. two more, but maybe we should go into yours that I'm not going to be talking about and see if it's one that I've even heard because I don't. Okay. Don't know well, I, I mean, you know, Lamb of God, isn't it? Oh, okay. I haven't heard it. So, okay. Well, you don't miss much. Um, Lamb of God. <laughs> right, Lama moving God. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about it somebody the other day. It was on one of the podcast um, Patreon um, Zoom things. I said, like, What do we all think of Lamb of God? And somebody went, Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's, uh, it's another Lamb of God album, isn't it? It's, uh, it's not going to change the world. And I was like, Fucking hell, don't, you know, put that on the sticker. You can just imagine <laughs> that in the album, in, in the shop, can't you? Yeah. It's, it's just there. Uh, no, the new Lamb of God album. I, uh, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's not going to change the world. <laughs> I tried really hard to get into Lamb of God because there were a lot of people I knew who had great taste in music who were really yeah. into Lamb of God. And really, on paper... Oh, did you uh, did you just do a, Flo- a Freudian slip then? And did you just come up with Lame of God? Oh, I did not. But I, I didn't do it on purpose. But Lame of God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, we like that. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, of course, you know, I, uh, if any from anyone from the band or management is watching, fucking love you. Please come on the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, Randy and I go way back. Um, no, we don't. Dave. But <laughs> what? Dave. Dave. Whatever. Dave. Dave Blythe. Dave. Dave Blythe. Middle name. Randy. Oh, okay. Randall. I, I just I, whatever. Whatever no, his name it's Randall is. Randall Dave Blythe. That's it. Sorry. Okay. Well, well yeah. now that we've got his name sorted out. <laughs> um, but yeah, on paper, I, I should like this band. And I remember the, the I, I bought, was it called Wrath? Was that one of their albums when it yeah. came out? Yeah, I've tried. And I really liked the song, was it called Set to Fail? I thought it was fantastic. And then the rest of the album, I was like, oh, I like this bit. Ah, this bit doesn't really do it for me. And then they put out another album where I go, 
there's a lot of bits that don't do it for me. And so like my, my attempt to really get into them just fizzled out pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. And, um, but, well, but that being said, I don't hear them and go, this is shit. I hear it and go, all right, it's, it's you know, fine for what it is. And, and funnily enough, you'd like the song Gamora, which funnily enough is on the latest episode of Radio Bollocks available only on Patreon, oh, shit. folks. Have I missed that? When, when did you post that? Did I miss it? Sunday night. Oh, okay. I just last haven't night. gotten around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, so that came out yet. last night to 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 match up with this once it's out. I was I was busy so, watching the movie Nope last night, which was oh, pretty fucking great. Oh, it was oh, great. It's fucking yeah, great yeah, movie. Nine, yeah, yeah. 90 minutes, unfortunately. Two hours. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the problem. That's the problem. A whole half an hour that's completely wasted. The whole 40-minute opening act where nothing happens. And oh, structurally it. all it's structurally all over the place. Um, I loved it. Yeah, just I, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. <laughs> we're just taking it. We've just got. We've just got off. A, we've managed to find something else we disagree on, folks. So uh, we'll be back yeah. with music in just a minute. <laughs> no, but we we will jump back to lame, lame of God. Yes, lame, right. lame, lame of God, lame of God. <laughs> Give me some lame of God. Um, yeah. So you'd love the song Gamora because the okay. chorus is everything is doomed to fail. Did, okay. A, refer, a reference back to your the song that you like. Interesting. Uh, uh, on Wrath. Now, basically, um, I didn't like Lamb of God until the last album, Lamb of God, which came out in lockdown. And okay. I really, really liked it. Really liked it. Still do. Okay. Um, after, after about two or three listens to this album, bearing in mind, this is the first time I've looked forward to a Lamb of God album coming out. Last okay. one, first one I liked and was a surprise. So this is a new place that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So then I get the new Lamb of God album that I'm excited about for the first time. And after a couple of listens, I go, ah, right. So you're you're that band. You're you're the band that just you that's that's it, isn't it? That's you're that band. That's that is what you do. Mm-hmm. That is what you're always going to do. And that is what I should have expected but I didn't. I thought there was going to be a bit more than that, but there isn't. It's just that. Yeah. That's what they do. So it's, it's a bit bro metal, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it, it it's all right. I, I like Randy's, um, I like Randy's lyrics. Um, uh, I like his vocals a lot more than I used to, which I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, in the early years, I think they're fucking terrible. Um, but um, I, I, I like what he does now. Um, I, I I also but, I, I have a can my connection to this band is I've had numerous people pass me by and ask me if I'm Mark Morrison or whatever his uh, name is. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, right. And I'm like, I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, and so I've so I've started saying like, yeah, it's my cousin, you know, just because why not? Why not? Why not? Well, um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, he is a much better looking dude than me. So, you know. <laughs> well, so, well, this I, and the it. other thing about the album as well is that they're they're very excited and telling everybody that who will fucking listen that um they recorded it live and um you listen to it and you go okay well that's why people don't record live albums anymore that's why it's not recorded like that uh it don't get me wrong the production is all right it's for what it is but the frustrating part is that the guitar tone is great he -hmm. has a unique fucking lamb of god really cool metal guitar tone yeah but where it sits in the mix it, it, it's it's not it's just not getting the room it needs it's not 
it's not as fat it's not it's just it doesn't all work together it literally you listen to it and honestly i i physically want to reach the, for the stereo and just bring that guitar just a little bit more up in the mix yeah because, and the only reason that you increase the volume of a sound is because that sound is shit so it <laughs> needs to be louder yeah. because frequencies are frequencies so when you mix often like you know you get somebody in the band saying uh it, like you might have a bass player saying oh you know can you just give it a little bit there and it's like well no because if i give if i give you a little bit of volume there your frequency just trips into the bass guitar and the sorry not into the bass guitar, but into the bottom end of the guitar and to the bass drums and basically i if i shift you up a little bit you'll just disappear and you won't be heard at all and that is how it feels. It feels like an album that was somebody was mixing it, ripping their fucking flesh off themselves going, why did you have to fucking record this live? You know, <laughs> because the old fix it in the mix, you can't. That's the joke of fix it in the mix. You can't. You've got everything that you've got is what you've got in the mix. You don't create stuff that's suddenly going to make everything better. No, yeah. you create everything Mixing it is just putting it all in the right place in the right level. So if you ain't got it, it's not going to be there in the mix. And the production for me, the guitar suffers. Um, and to that end, it's, it, it, you know, it's all right. I've played it a few times. I must admit, I'm liking it a bit more now. But it's at the moment, I would say it's a, it's a three out of five um, at best for me. Um, okay. You know. I'm sure I'll, well, I'll hear one song on Radio Bollocks, but I'm sure I'll probably go and like, I usually listen to a couple songs from the big metal releases just to, you know, if somebody <laughs> asks me, I'll, you know, or, or I could, I could have done it for this fucking show, but I, I totally forgot that that album came out. Anyway. Well, uh, you, you've been a bit, well, let's face it. Uh, we both forgot that the Slipknot album came out. We both forgot to mention it to each other and we've still managed <laughs> to review it. So who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> um well let's move let's move on to the last one of, of like my a pick that i sent to you yeah um uh which is these the second full-length album from a norwegian band called vorbid and when i say norwegian i don't mean black metal because they're not black metal at all yeah. very far from it um the album's called a swan by the edge of mandala okay yeah yeah um, because because that is not a pretentious album. Title no, not at all. At all. <laughs> not at all. Um, and it, they, they, this is a band that was was already on my radar because their last album, which is called Mind, that came out in 2018, was one of my favorites of that year. And it's very different. At that point, they were still technical and progressive, but much more just a thrash band that was kind of pushing things all over the place. And um, and the and the vocalist had way more a high pitch kind of thing going on with his screaming. Now with this new album, they've gone full prog. Uh, big, grown up. It's like, it's like, do you like big sprawling, epic proggy metal songs that are in, in my opinion, insanely well-produced. I think this album sounds fantastic. And, but also drums, you yeah. get, you get some odd time signatures everywhere you turn um, you get uh, you get some screamy vocals that people are going to compare to Vector because he does now what he's doing sounds very similar, and then there's a I think there's a a new guy that he's the guy that does the singy parts which also I think sound really good. 
um at one song has fucking chris poland doing a solo on it um and i love all of these things this is a, a band that's doing this kind of thing in a way that i like it because there's still really great riffs all the way through it really tight performances great production um i really enjoy this album my two gripes about this album are number one it's too long some of the songs are longer than i feel like they need to be um but that's that's neither here nor there because you could say that if you're a really big fan of something you have more to listen to so you know whatever but um my other my other gripe about it is uh i feel like the time signature odd time signature things are abused on this album where i think that there are some parts that i believe would be much stronger with a standard 4-4 or 3-4 or something like that underneath it so occasionally a song will go into a part where it's another i'm like okay well they did that and what they're playing would might be cooler if they just let it breathe a little bit but those are two really minor gripes for me because overall i think for what they're doing i mean the people that are into that kind of metal i can't imagine them not loving this because i just think it's very well done um but yeah a bit too long but it's great what did you what did you think about it uh i thought your review was a bit too long um um um, uh, well firstly um i uh, i agree with a lot of stuff you said apart from the production i think the for me one of the stumbling blocks for the album is is the drum production Oh, I love um, it. I love the way the drums sound. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I like a snare drum and there isn't one on the album, which is a real shame. Um, well, what do you want? Do you want St. Anger? Or you... <laughs> uh, what, what I'd like I'm just is, kidding. What I, yeah, I know. I know. But what I'd actually like is a snare drum. It's called a snare drum. What you've got on this album is a drum. Only uh, when they're uh, only. only. It's just when, a thick snare it, sound. But only when there's double hits do you get any snare. That's because yeah. the, the snare, basically, you can, you know, I've heard these drum sounds over the years. And yeah. sometimes someone somewhere in goes, hey, why don't we just do it and take a lot of the snare off? Because it will work better with the overall production. So sometimes goes, those decisions. Good, it goes well with you know, it. But sometimes those decisions are made for that reason. But for me, it just stood out straight away. For me, okay. the whole album sounds like the band are in one house. And the drummer is across the street laying his drums down in a garage <laughs> in another house. Okay. And then, and that's how it sounds like it was recorded. And it's literally drums here, everything else on top, but you can still hear the drums entirely on their own. Yeah. Everything else is just, is there. Yeah. But it's like, it's literally like we've recorded the drums. They're absolutely perfect. And now we'll put everything else on top, but we mustn't touch the drums. And, and so it, it, it's it's a little unstable for me the production and at okay. times I think it really suffers, um, but but fucking hell, what a set of musicians! Some fantastic songs on there, some fantastic mm-hmm. song parts as well, and other songs where you're like, this is awesome. It's a shame there's another hour of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not, but there is some t- songs over it's, ten minutes long, folks. Yeah, few. Yeah. But it's also the kind of album that you listen to and you think, right, okay, 
this is so good and it's of such a high standard. Why the fuck didn't I already know about these people? Why weren't they on my radar? Because yeah. this is the kind of shit that, you know, people need to be, you know, chasing down, listening to. For, yeah. me, for me, I got a vibe of it. I'm a big Haken fan. Haven't always been, again, a band I discovered in, in lockdown, but I'm a big fan of Haken. Now, mm. Haken remind me of where Vorbid will be in 10 to 15 years' time. Okay. When they when they shave the rough edges off, you know, when they yeah. um, when they go light. So so basically, if you're into kind of proggy stuff like, you know, Vector, Dream Theater, stuff like that, there's a lot to like here there is a lot to like here now yeah. if you're a dream theater fan and you don't like type vocals, <laughs> yeah there's going to be some bits that you're going to find very hard to deal with because the dude sounds like like the man from vector like yeah he, he does scary scarily accurately like him and the first song only has these screechy vocals on so when you'd sent it to me i was like mm, this is interesting Okay, right, mm. fair enough. Uh, musically, it's it's it it's one thing. Vocally, it's completely another. Because it was like, yeah. well, this is kind of prog, but with those vocals, it's getting dragged towards sort of you know prog, death prog, something like that. Then the second track, and I'm like, oh, hang on, oh, this is not not what I thought it was at all. It's literally like I've walked in a place, I've walked into a place to hook up with a girl. And after the first song, I've realized I'm in a gay bar. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Then it's like, wow, it's act two. There's like but but he's a very attractive man that you're you're meeting up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Let's let's ditch this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do. I like the way yeah. the, the the first three tracks, the way they play out, I think it's pretty brilliant because yes. the first one, yeah. all the sort of shouty vocals. Number two, mm -hmm. some shouty, a little bit of singing. Track yeah. three, full on singing, and it sounds yeah. fucking brilliant. And I just think yeah. that that's such a smart way to do it, especially for me as a fan, because if you listen to their last album, the vocals are, he, he has an even higher pitch thing, and he only does that the whole album. It's, it's like the opposite of what Slipknot did at the beginning of their album. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Basically. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Screechy at the beginning singing at the beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you're yeah. right but yeah but I, I really do i really do like that the the it was real classy to me the way as a, a guy who was already a fan of this band the way that they kind of brought me into like oh we're being more proggy now but here's the way yeah. we're leading you into this and here's the yeah, way we're yeah. leading you in with the singing i thought it was it's pretty pretty damn well done you felt like they put some care into it. Like, ah, oh, yes, yes. Ah, Mr. Head, you have returned. Please. They thought of me. Yeah. Your 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 room is awaiting. It's not quite how you remember <laughs> it, but don't worry. Everything will be all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Two chocolates on the pillow. Nice. Oh. Um right. I feel special. But I do but I do um uh, I, I I have to thank you. I have to thank you for sending me this, you know. Um, I mean, you know, blame you for sending me hammered holes. Thank you. For um uh do, do you know what they, do you know what as well do you know what I couldn't get over with hammered holes sorry complete tangent <laughs> at, at, going at back. time at times it sounds British I was just chuckling listening to it going I know why you like this fuck off 
I know. <laughs> Which is funny because it sounds nothing British to me because all the bands that I equate it with are American bands. Right. Like, you know, okay, Fug- but- Fugazi and Mission of Burma and all these bands, they're oh. all American bands. Yeah, but that's great. But I'm here- why am I hearing the fucking Smiths? And that's the last thing I want. Where hear. the fuck is that? Oh, did I send you the oh, wrong oh, album? <laughs> oh, also, also, that, because that's if, if they're drawing from those influences, that's where I'm hearing it. Are you talking about the guitar? Is the guitar reminding you of Johnny Marr or something? Is that yes. what it is? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get that, but I, I it makes too, sense. Too but... much, too much happiness, too much jangly. No, I'm out. You know, okay. that, that's, back, but anyway, back, back anyway. to Vorbid where the guitars yeah, are, are big and yeah, yeah, you yeah, love yeah, them. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep positive. Keep it positive, folks. Yeah. Um, it's great. I Honestly, okay. that, that Vorbid well, album, big time surprise. And I've, men- I've mentioned it to um, uh, to my best mate who's a, um, uh, a real, you know, metal gatekeeper. Mm. And already he's like, he, ha- he hasn't even played it, but he's been doing the research, you know. And he's like, mm, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like he's he's already like imagining what it's going to sound like. I'm like, just fucking play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it, it's not the kind of thing you can usually play around, you know, um, people who aren't into metal and children. Um, nah, not really. But it's uh, but yeah, I mean, I I'm I I'm saying, if you're in any way into kind of proggy metal, if you're into you know um, stuff like like. Um, Oh, periphery, you know, mm-hmm. and and bands like that, you know, math metal and stuff like that. It doesn't go that far, no. but it it's you know it will keep you entertained. You know, it really will keep you entertained. The heavier end of Dream Theater, um, and th- at times there are there are just beautiful beautiful passages of music, beautiful passages of music, and at times there are brutal passages of music. And I mm-hmm. have to say, I do slightly agree with your observation about um obscure time signatures um being being yeah dipped in and out of a bit too much and being dwelled on a little bit too long but again i always think that that is the price you pay when you step into the world of prog you know you you may end up sitting there for five minutes listening to the same riff going yeah "Yeah, this band's maybe not for me you know for some people it's you know for some people it's tool you know, who for me many, many years ago passed through Prague and entered a whole new realm of falling asleep on the job. Oh, um, yeah. And I, it's like I we're playing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're not playing this riff for 10 minutes because it's musically, uh, be, because it's musically beneficial. Um, we're doing it because we have fallen asleep. Yeah. Um, and we can't actually remember why we started playing this riff, <laughs> which is how Tool sounds to me these days. But, um, for you know less proggy stuff than that it, it it's great but yeah the world of prog does mean occasionally you're going to be in a song thinking guys you know really this is probably not as long as you wanted to do this so you know let's let's <laughs> yeah let's change it I'm, I'm i'm really i'm hoping that if they continue as you know the, a progression where they're screwing with their sound in every album maybe they'll maybe they'll come together and do do their condensed version of this you know yeah. They're like, hey, let's make some four to five minute tracks where we just we just do the best bits of everything, and yeah. you know, maybe 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 add maybe the melodic vocals take over, and I don't know if the Vorbid guys are watching. That's a suggestion for the next. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> um, actually, there was another album, but you didn't send it to me because we both because I already had it, 
obviously. Oh, the, um, yeah, the other one uh, I was going to do? It, 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 right. Well, what I was going to say is, why don't we do that when that comes out? I was thinking we would just, we would, it's going to, supposed to come out. Well, you want to, you want to wait? I didn't know if you wanted to go ahead and do it and tease it for the future for people to look forward to, but it's well, perfectly yeah. fine. Well, yeah, but I, what I was thinking is we, you know, we may well get somebody from the band on here. Okay. And we'll, um, and we'll have a chat. Well, we're not even going to tell you guys what that album was that we were going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, and, and 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 yet again as well, by the way, yeah, we're just figuring it out while you're listening, okay? Yeah. What, what I actually do any work at all. We, 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 we finished all of the, <laughs> the albums we're going to talk about, and now we had a we had a meeting, and you got to be in on the meeting. Absolutely. So don't yeah, say yeah, we yeah. never gave you anything extra, because that's yeah. that was it right there. Damn straight. Damn straight. Um, and I'll have him... I, I, I'm... I'll have somebody on the podcast uh, on the Talking Bollocks podcast as well, right here. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do a proper kind of like you know breakdown. Something I'm like down. That. I'm down with that. Um, well, I think it's it's a it's another aspect to the um, to the world of um, uh, old bollocks as well, isn't it? I, I'm I'm all about expanding things. So yeah. Um, so that that's it. That's all. That's all the out. Al- we've done all the albums we're going to talk about. I, I mean, that's that's a good amount that we've done here. That's a, that's um, a very good amount. And also, um, you, you've you've now got to suffer my live review of um, uh, Sepultura and Sacred Reich uh, and Clutch from. Um, oh, it was Clutch that it was Clutch that opened for them. Brixton. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Crowbar that was opening for them. Uh no, you're right. It was crowbar, but there you go, crowbar, clutch, <laughs> whatever. It's it's I, it's, I, it's I saw that I saw this tour here, so I can talk right. about it as well. There you go. Well, it's it's basically it's dirgy. Um, it's you know doom. It's doom. It's doom. It's sludgy doom metal kind of shit. You see, I don't like crowbar. Doom. It's do- yeah. it's don't like doom, and for sludge. Uh, sludge. My other description of, of sludge is also one word, which is lazy. No, yeah. um, it's just fucking late. I got a riff. Uh, I'm gonna play this for ten minutes. Oh, tr- tr- trust, just... trust me. I am that dude that any when everyone comes out and says, "Did you know Sleep's gonna put out another album?" I'm like, I, they they don't need to put out any more albums ever. <laughs> like it's yeah. like. Like I have nothing, I have nothing against them, but it's like, man, I've heard it. I've heard everything they have to offer in, in like 10 minutes of, of one yeah. album. That's it. <laughs> sludge, sludge to me is, is grew out of groove metal and it's groove metal without the groove. You've just got sludge. You've got the fucking remains. You've got what's left. It's even called sludge. That's a very, that's the most appropriate name. To. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you, you see, you see it in the street, and you think this beautiful white covering, groove metal, that was fine. So but a few days, a few days later, it looks like brown shit, and that's sludge. So that being said, the beginning of the show didn't do it for you. <laughs> uh, luckily, I was still on the way there. Um, oh, okay. I actually I, saw Crowbar, and um, I, I, I'm not really a huge fan, but I, I enjoyed some of the things that they did, and they played the one song I really liked that they do. Um, and I, you know, I, I stood near the back with a beer in my hand and I enjoyed myself. That was my crowbar um, experience. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I stood and watched Sacred Reich with Kurt from Crowbar. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously not mentioning that I was late and missed his band and also didn't care. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Sacred Reich, uh, to me, uh, yeah, it was all right. It, yeah. it 
it, it felt a little um a little yeah, let's run through the songs here um, i mean oh, oh, when i saw them here they were great i'm but i'm also a massive fan so that's a different yeah, story yeah and 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 again i'm 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 not a massive fan i no. came in halfway through i heard um death squad and um uh surf nicaragua so I, you know i was happy yeah um and they went down really well so mm-hmm. you know but for me it was like sepultura just like next level so, absolutely yeah the, so that so seeing them live i didn't actually stay for all of the sepultura set but that's mostly because it was in the middle of the week and i had to get home but yeah. um the one thing i do remember was that they started they may they may still be playing the same set i don't know they started with the first track off of quadra yeah and i was just like holy shit this is great yeah and then they i may have mentioned this before on this very show or somewhere <laughs> where then they played i think it was refuse resist or territory territory and i just, and I just went oh man because it doesn't sound right i don't know why the vocals don't sound right one guitar it's, doesn't it's, sound it's, right it's, it's the one guitar it's the one and guitar. so and so it was kind of a letdown but then i think a, a little bit later i heard what they played one more newer or or, or Derek green era track and i was just like just fucking give me that leave the max shit behind me means to an end yeah, that's the, probably it. Album. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, they sound fantastic when they do that newer shit yeah yeah well i i i i was with um someone from the label and mm-hmm. and i i turned to them and said like conclusions resepultura Firstly, the little bits of production they added to the set to flesh the songs out from uh, Quadra were perfect. Yeah, you know they 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 had the effects, but they didn't they didn't try and you know layer a guitar in a background or anything like that. So yeah. Andreas is still doing all the heavy lifting, but they were bringing all of the residual effects that are on that album to make it sound fuller and more like the album, which worked perfectly. Yeah, um, there was also. Um, just like for me, when I've seen Sepultura in the past, it's been they've done a chunk of old stuff. Yeah, like so. So it's like, hey, you know, does everybody remember? Oh, we're gonna do some old stuff. Hey, you know, hey, you know, and then and yeah. you know, and they play the hits. Whereas with this, what it felt like to me was, um, well, it was they were touring the new album, and occasionally they threw in an old Sepultura song from the old lineup. So they played, yeah. Um, yeah, they played Refuse Resist. They played Dead Embryonic Cells. They probably played the songs that, you know, they played I'm, when I'm, you saw them. I'm sure they played Arise as well, because that seems like one yeah. that everyone wants to yeah. hear. And I th- yeah, I think they played Arise in there. Um, um, and I I thought this this is a band who are comfortable around the, in their own skin. They're, they're mm. like, they're, they're doing the occasional song from you know before Derek from Max era yeah but they're doing it now like they want to and like it's in the set for a reason mm-hmm. as opposed to playing the songs they wanted to play and then going right and we'll fucking have to do this lot by the way yeah. as well so we'll 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 do that lot as well and i also i also felt bizarrely i was there i couldn't believe it i was genuinely there to hear songs from quadra yeah and 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 when they start when they went into territory, I was like, "Oh, that's a nice surprise." 
yeah. oh, that, oh, that's lovely. And as soon as it's finished, and it, and and it was like, right, back to new album means to an end. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. I I I I kind of it makes sense to me because I think if I was in a band like that, I wouldn't want to just say fuck you to the fans that like the old shit. But but there there is a part of me that if they advertise the tour and they go Sepultura, we're only playing Derek Green era songs, I'd be like, I'm fucking there. I'm absolutely there to hear a set where they only play those because there's plenty yeah. of from the last three the last three albums are like the three the three of the best that they've ever done. And I would love it if they just played shitloads from those because I just yeah. think that it would be a fantastic show. Well, I, somebody else, somebody else put on uh, social media as well, which I thought was absolutely spot on. Um, maybe in another twenty to thirty years, Andreas will actually age. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. He looks like the same dude. dude. Looks, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's got the same enthusiasm. And and the thing is, the thing is, I was supposed to be doing an interview with Phil, um, which uh-huh. got pulled. Um, and um, uh, I'm, I spoke to the label. I'm hoping to get to do a catch up with Andreas over the phone because um, back in lockdown, um, I did three um, and go finding people that are on YouTube and all the rest of it. But I, I did three quadra session interviews. I did um, Andreas, I did Derek, and I did Jens, the producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did about an hour and a half with Andreas. It's one of my favorite interviews that I've done. Um, and funnily enough, one of his two, who's like super enthusiastic and super cool about, right. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I basically messaged him and said, look, I've got you and I've got Derek that I'd interviewed separately. And I thought I can get Jens. How about I put these together and, you know, I give them to you for Sepulquadra, which is what they were doing to stop themselves going mad. Yeah. Because they were due to get on plane a plane two days before lockdown. So um, um, we did all that. So, you know, Sepultura launched them all on their, on their website and on Sepulquadra and all the rest of it. And I was emailing with Andreas and their, their, the webmaster and all the rest of it. And I just, I, I really want to get a conversation with him, even if it's just like 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. because it, it, the last time we spoke, it was about being able to do what they're doing now. And I could not get the smile off my face from the minute Sepultura came on to the minute I went to bed. I smiled the whole set. I smiled all the way to my car. I smiled all the way home. I went to bed smiling, partly because we're all back there. Yeah. But especially after what Andreas has been through recently as well, on top yeah. of everything else, mm-hmm. seeing that man up there doing this and about, I could sense the the sense of loss in his voice when we were talking about the fact their entire world tour had gone down the tubes. And yeah, there's, I, I just want, I want, I want to speak to him and hear and not hear that in his yeah. voice, you yeah. know, and just say, yeah. dude, you know, we made it. And by the way, you fucking ruled. It was awesome. You know, had to wait how many years they should have been over in March, you know, March, 2020. Yeah. And it's now November, 2022, but boy, it was worth it. They were absolutely superb. Uh, yeah. 
That, that's a good that that is a good that's a good way to, to wrap this up. By by the way, speaking of interviews, um, when this when this episode comes out, it will have already come out. But I actually just did an interview with Mark DeVito. Yay! Um, we uh, we hooked up and we did like an hour and a half chat, and you've already talked to him, so you know he's. Yeah. I literally just set him. I let him go, and yeah. he. It's a really great interview, and like I got to thank you for hooking me up with him oh, because no, he no. was not at all, man. Not at all. Mark's, yeah, a, Mark's an absolute sweetheart. He was he was a, he was a great dude, and he gave me an incredible deal on the Metallica fan cans. So those are those are en route to my house right now. Oh, <laughs> oh that is awesome. So yeah, happy ending to all that shit because I got to talk oh. to that dude and he was awesome. And at the same time, um, whoever's oh, you know man. everyone that this made it this far into this video, I will be doing unboxing videos where because I don't know anything about the fan cans. I just they were a thing I couldn't afford back in the day. Yeah, and now I'm just like getting. And, and now you still can't afford them, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They were actually they were actually more expensive now. Oddly enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no but in the uh but in the 90s i had zero money to go towards anything um yeah. but uh so yeah that's going to be a thing but yeah that was that's 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 what i've been doing i've been trying to i've been dipping my toe and trying to do the interview thing because i have a blast doing it yeah and so um so yeah so that's yeah. A, that's a that's a fun I, one too I, the, the the golden rule i have is i don't interview anybody i don't want to interview that's what i've been doing yeah yeah and and, and people it's like you know, I, I do get people from record labels or uh, and, and, you know, PRs and stuff like that saying, oh, you know, would you be interested? And my stock line is usually, you know, I I, I don't think that, that, you know, my my listeners would would really get vibe with that, except yeah. you know, whatever it is, um, which is always better than, you know, no, I have absolutely no interest because I do not like that artist in any yeah. way. I don't. I don't um, know. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but like just recently, cranked and ranked, we interviewed Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick. Like he came on to our show. Oh, that is awesome! Yeah, it came oh, out last brilliant. last week. That episode came out, and he that's that's a guy. I don't know if you've interviewed him before, but I highly recommend it because he is he is another one of those guys that he will give you 150 percent of an interview. Yeah. Like he's. He was great. So yeah, that's so it's just cool to keep doing these things. I know this is that I, this this is old bollocks us rap. You we're we're chatting on old bollocks at the end. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is this is the end <laughs> bit. Yeah. I mean, you can listen if you want, or you can just fucking switch off and go about your day. That's, yeah. that's it's all cool. It's all cool. Yeah. Funnily enough, I saw on social media that you that you you'd put the lizard up um yeah. on green vinyl. Who would have fucking thought of that? That's like acid rain putting obnoxious out on pink vinyl. Um um and I, but you said a reissue. I noticed reissue, not remaster. No, it's not remastered. Um, it's it was like a record store day thing that came out, and uh, I was I was I I missed it at the time, but I, I waited until I found an affordable copy of it. That being said, it's a fantastic album. It is a not very good vinyl pressing. <laughs> it's uh, like uh, well, it's, um, here's a here's a controversial opinion. Here's a hot take for you. Uh, record store day. Um, Old bands reissuing shit should be banned. <laughs> Record store day. Let's stop stop blocking up the world of fucking vinyl plants and let's have some new albums by some new bands actually fucking being able to come out at the same time as the other formats because a bunch of old cunts are sticking out stuff that has no different to the last release except, you know, 
well, it's a different color. To be fair, like I agree with you I, halfway because I there most record store days there aren't things that I want, but occasionally there are things like um Voivod releases an album that's never been on vinyl before and I'm just like, "Oh shit, cool. I'm going to go get this." That kind of what thing. What was that? What was that? That Nothing was like. No, it was uh The Outer Limits was the last one I think. Was it that one? I don't remember which one. I don't think it's ever been on vinyl at all. And it's and it was like, well, shit, I had well, to get this. The the Outer Limits is just a fucking marvelous record. Yeah, I agree. But I've Absolutely yeah, there's marvelous. there's been a few reissues of of Voivod, and since I'm not, I don't have you know, hundred and fifty dollars to to fork over for an old copy of some of their stuff. It's nice to get you know Nothing Face or Angel Rat on vinyl. Oh, know? absolutely. And and if only, if only we could get a nothing face um reissue the we did the, we the, did the, <laughs> i got what? it yeah it was a, it was another record store day one <laughs> uh, yeah. right okay. i, I let, guarantee let, you i guarantee you you can find it i can probably send you a link to no, buy no, it from no, no 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 let me let me correct myself uh, a a remaster from the originals i i don't i do not care about remasters it, they never it never improves the album at all it's all i like Absolutely. the album the way that it sounded it improves, at the time it improves the sound i love a remaster i want because I'm, all, I'm all about the sound how it sounded when it came out if there were limitations at the time i want those limit those limitations are a part of the recording for me so i i always uh, want that right okay whereas i whereas i'm i'm like Oh, like that's finally got a little bit more bass with, that was missing the first time. Which I wanna, make, it I, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I and I, I get both of them. I get yeah. both. We're literally like, we're, we're yeah. It's it's like no, and you're yes, and then you're yes, and I'm no, but it's fine. <laughs> and that's and that's why we work so well together, right there. there yin and, yin there and yang, as they what, say. You, you think we work well together? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I see. I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see your point and I, I raise you a fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah, I, I but again, Saigon Kick, there's a band from the nineties that that like I remember there was about five of us who knew who Saigon Kick were and would mm -hmm. get their stuff as soon as it came out. Mm -hmm. And 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 we carried on buying those records that they used to release and that went all weird and all, until they just stopped coming out. Yeah. Um and always, always, I was just amazed at, I mean, straight away, I'm thinking of the song, What Do You Do, from the yeah. first album, right? Mm -hmm. I can sing that whole fucking chorus now. It's it's there. I haven't listened to the album in years. Yeah. I haven't listened to that song in years, but I can fucking sing the whole thing now. And it, there's just, yeah. There's, in, there's... in my opinion, those albums have aged incredibly well because oh, the man, yeah. the variety the variety of songs and the musicianship on them, um, I think they're yeah. Well, we did we did a whole cranked and ranked, and then like he actually saw the cranked and ranked, and then emailed me, and I was like, "Hey, you want to come on the show?" And he's like, "Absolutely!" And then we did an interview. So it was. Ah, I was going to say to you how how did you get how yeah. did you get Jason Beeler? You didn't. He found you. He yeah. He literally just emailed me and said, "Hey, that was really fun. Thank you for for doing doing the shit on Saigon Kick." And and I was like, "Hey, do you want to come on the show?" Because we on the episode we say, "Wouldn't it be cool?" Because we had all these questions, and I was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if we could just talk to him?" And then then we did. So 
That's cool. awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, well, look, I'm going to have to go and listen to that now, or not, because I I, I now want to get Jason Beeler on my podcast, and I, I yeah, I, absolutely I, do it. I'll, I, I, yeah, because otherwise I'll have heard the stuff. Well, do you know what? You shared some great albums with me. Can you, um, share share his uh, his contacts if you don't mind. I yeah, I absolutely can. Cool, awesome. Um, well, folks, I think that's um, I think that's us. I think we've got to the end of this meandering path that has been your wonder through old bollocks how long have we been going now man when did we has start? it been an hour and a half or something i don't really know i don't i don't uh it doesn't say the time i don't know it's been long yeah. enough some people have probably switched off already so yeah absolutely absolutely but i i i like that there's lots of content there never said you have to listen to it all and let's face it you could have stopped listening about half an hour ago and you you know you wouldn't have missed any reviews <laughs> There, there are some people that will that will comment on some of our, our our stuff and my stuff that when it when it doesn't near the two hour mark, they're like, "Oh, come on, man! Couldn't you have done a little bit longer?" <laughs> so, like, so I think for a lot of people, yeah. like this is there. I provide them some entertainment, and so I'm like, "Well, shit! If we can give them a longer episode, we might as well do it." I, I, I love how surprised you are by that. I, I you know, because I've, I, I mean, I've essentially been providing inverted commas content since I was a teenager. For mm-hmm. people to for people to comment on, to like, to review, to not like, to slag off, to love, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously a lot more, you know, recent to this than that. And so you've still you've still got that kind of like, you know, wow, people actually want to listen to two hours and not like yes. an hour and a half. I will, st- I will probably never not I will probably never not be surprised that people really enjoy listening to listening to me talk because I hate listening to me talk but you know it is what <laughs> but it yeah, is but this, they, they, right now that right now earphones are flying out of ears and headphones are falling off heads because so many people are nodding with that last statement with agree <laughs> in, in agreement no one likes how their voice sounds when it's yeah. recorded you know especially when you have to especially when you make a fucking balls up of recording an album as a teenager and put it out and you still have to listen to it as a 52 year old man um <laughs> but hey you know these things are sent to try us. Um, so, dude, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Let's um, absolutely let let's not communicate about what we're going to review next month either, because that seemed to work out really well. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll, I'll pick and choose what I share with you, and then we'll we'll have some surprises. We always do. We always do. yeah always yeah a surprise. Ab- absolutely. All well, my own although my only surprise will be the 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 lack of release. Well, it's not a surprise, but the lack of releases coming out now because we're getting close to Christmas. Um, yeah. traditionally, traditionally, October is about the very, very latest that you want to release an album. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I can't think of anything coming out in December. Oh, that I'm forget actually it, mate. Actually, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. If someone's releasing something in December, yeah, stay well away. Yeah, they they are that it's a contractual obligation which they'd prefer to not release at all. But if you're going to release it, put it out in December. You know, Noted. or it's a Neil Diamond Christmas album. <laughs> or Billy Idol Christmas album. <laughs> there is a Neil Diamond Christmas album this year. It's called Neil Diamond's Christmas. And I was thinking, oh, I was thinking there's a word missing from that sentence. <laughs> what, what What word? Last. Oh shit! Oh my god, that uh, was, I, it got it got it, dark. It might be, it might be, and don't get me wrong, I don't want it to be because the guy has got a voice that is just is incredible, 
absolutely fucking incredible. Honestly, if if anybody listening to this could give a shit and you want to hear a really good voice, Neil Diamond, listen to the song, The Jazz Singer. Love on the Rocks, Love on the Rocks. Oh, I, gotta, gotta I love to that. that song. Love on the Rocks is a fucking great oh, song. I used to warm up doing that. Oh, yeah? Um, and I stopped because the amount of times people would like be people would like stick their head in the dressing room or something like that to go, oh, that's really cool. And it's like, I can't fucking talk to you. I'm doing my work. <laughs> now this is awkward. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, amazing tune. But also, um, hell yeah, of 12 songs that he recorded with um, Rick Rubin. Um, Neil Diamond had no interest in recording new music anymore, recording new songs. And Rick Rubin went, I'm in the studio with me. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to do 12 new songs. And the album is called 12 Songs. And it's great. And there's a song on there called when, Hell when yeah. was this when was this oh god this is about 15 years ago okay i've never heard and it. and the uh and and the song that i'm talking about is called hell yeah mm-hmm. um and uh my my dad had passed away fairly recently around that time and mm-hmm. i discovered the song hell yeah by neil neil diamond and it kind of talked it he he encapsulates his whole life in this song and it's basically like sometimes I've been poor, sometimes I've been really down. I've always had a song in my heart. I've always been able to do this for a living. I'm so fucking lucky. I'm so fucking lucky. Yeah. You know, and and if people ask me, did you know, was it good? Did you have a good time? Hell yeah, I did. And it and it is it's a beautiful song, incredible voice, incredibly uplifting. Go and listen to it now. Whatever you're I, doing. I have to because I'm all like Neil day. Diamond produced by Rick Rubin. I'm down for that. <laughs> that oh, sounds man. pretty great. Oh, it's do hell yeah. I think cool. and I'm pr- pretty sure the album's called Twelve Songs. Yeah, it's Sweet. awesome, man. That is a cool. man. That's a that's a good way to wrap this up. Everybody, you didn't think you were going to get a Neil Diamond album review, but now you did. <laughs> Absolutely, and I wish I wish that I could stick the song on the end of the podcast, but you know that ain't happening. Never mind. Because yeah. the thing is, if it was if it was like some small hardcore band or whatever, you go, ah, fuck it, yeah, go on. But it's Neil Diamond, man. There's going to be some litigious lawyers from from A and M who are like eighty years old and live to find some twat on a podcast stealing Neil's music. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why anyway. I've stopped. I've stopped using all other people's music from my shit. Yes. it's just it gets it's too it's that's- too annoying. Yeah, it's pointless. It's utterly yeah. pointless. Also, whenever you, whenever you're putting podcasts out, the first thing you do with your podcast provider is you sign an agreement that all content you broadcast you own. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's <laughs> it. <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's good enough. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck it. All right. Bye. <laughs>